Digital CXO, and I'm excited to be here today with Justin Singh. He is the Chief Transformation Officer of McGraw-Hill. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, Amanda. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, could you share with our audience a little bit about McGraw-Hill and what services do you provide? At McGraw-Hill, we're a digital education company, and our digital education products reach nearly every single U.S. district in the U.S. We're virtually on every single college in the U.S. and reach all across the world. My role at McGraw-Hill as Chief Transformation Officer is to listen to the millions of students that we reach, our instructors and our institutions, and ensure that our company is positioned to meet their needs today and their meet needs tomorrow particularly using the tools and leading digital transformation in our company, M&A and corporate strategy. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So y'all are leading the way uh, in digital education in many aspects. And I want to start off by saying, how has McGraw-Hill's transition into the digital learning and ed tech industry impacted traditional educational models and study habits among learners? Well, it Digital transition for us at McGraw-Hill has completely changed the way that we interact with our teachers and our students across the world. And what digital transformation allows us to do is to create brand new learning experiences for our students, which we've been trusted to do for over 130 years. It's also allowed us to deliver products to our teachers that allow them to save time and do what they do best, which is teaching and capture, capture the minds of students, whether that's in kinder, to higher ed, to even professional settings, so they can interact with our treasure trove in content in different ways. And lastly, it's also allowed us to transform ourselves internally in terms of the way that we set up our company and the way that we reflect the needs of our customers today as well. So it's only a really exciting time here at McGraw-Hill it's allowed us to become, and it's allowed us to continue our trajectory of growth, both on the top line and the bottom line, and to just have a real big impact on the lives of students across the world. Wonderful. Can you outline the specific strategies that McGraw-Hill employed to successfully shift from traditional educational support roles to prominent position in the digital learning sector? It's a, it's a it's a really good question. And um, I'm sure, Amanda, for your listeners, undertaking, they know that undertaking transformation is not easy. And uh, for us, and I'm sure a number of your listeners might think of McGraw-Hill as a traditional book publisher. In many ways, if you recall back in the day, maybe in your college, college uh, experience, of your student experience, carrying those books to school. Well, today we're completely different. In fact, the majority of our revenue and the majority of our products are all done through our digital education products. And the way that we've been able to do that is being very deliberate around our digital transformation. And I believe the steps that we undertook are applicable across any industries to really be successful in transformation. The first thing we did, Amanda, was really understand what are the capabilities that we need to emphasize in the future after we've listened to our teachers and our students and our customers. 
And what we realized was that maybe we can de-emphasize some aspects of some aspects, particularly of our, uh, our print supply chain. And print is really important to us. And invest in our digital capabilities well ahead of the curve. And so a good example of that, Amanda, is we knew that we need to do that. And the next, I, and we need, we need to do that. And we start to, we start to really point that out and make those decisions. The second thing we did, the second thing we did was, and I encourage listeners is to look at your PL a little bit differently and really think about your PL in the framing of a digital value chain and lay out all your cost pools in this digital value chain and, and take a step back and think, does this reflect the capabilities that you want to come out and be that you want to come out and the type of company that you want to be in the future? And we as a, as a team and as a company, we did that and we said, we want to be proactively invest in digital transformation. So today we invest over $200 million in our digital products. And we've been investing over, you know, 10 years prior in being on the forefront of artificial intelligence in education. And you can see that in products such as Alex. So these specific steps allowed us to have a deliberate digital transformation plan and ensure that we're doing projects that tie this overall capabilities that we need to respond to the needs of us, of our students and our teachers now and, and into the future. Excellent. Were there any challenges or obstacles that McGraw-Hill encountered during this digital transformation journey? And how did you ever overcome those? Yes, another great question, Amanda. And I think a lot of the challenges and obstacles are very typical to any company that um, is undertaking digital transformation. And, and, you know, there's a reason why if you look at typical consulting reports, you see that successful tr digital transformation happens less than 20% of the time. Like, I don't believe it's that. So actually getting um, bottom line impact is, is very, very low. And so we, when, we, when I started my role as in leading digital transformation in our company, we realized that we needed to ensure that we create we are able to create a really clear digital transformation thesis, which really outlines why we're undertaking this transformation and using the exact same transformation thesis when communicating to your board to get buy-in, to your executive peers, and importantly, your employees, and tying it to the purpose of your organization. And for us, that is very much providing trusted learning experiences to students. And and that was critically important because that allowed us to ensure that every time we, we were putting a project, proactively putting a digital project in place, everyone in the organization understood why we were doing it, understand the value that we, it was going to bring to the customer, but also to them, our employees and how that makes their lives easier. And in that manner, we've been able to beat our transformation targets. In fact, we have we have had over $160 million impact to our bottom line over the last few years. And our business is growing by double digit rates, both on the bottom line and top line. And then of course, Amanda becomes a self-fulfilling pr prophecy and, and we start getting more and more momentum, which allows you to invest in different business models, which is what we've always been doing innovating at McGraw-Hill 
but we're doing it at a much more rapid pace than we've ever been doing before. Wonderful, and congratulations on the success. So what advice do you have for other academic institutions looking to digitally transform? Well, I, it, Amanda, all, all the saying is all roads lead, and cliche, all roads lead back to the customer and listening to the customer really deeply and asking that question, why, why are they facing a particular pain point in your industry? And ensuring that, you know, you are really anchoring everything you do from a digital transformation point of view internally to the customer. So my advice would be start off with the customer, re rethink about um, your, as an organization, what makes you special, the core competencies that you, that have made you special today for us, it was that trust that we have from, from institutions and the high quality learning content that we provide. We would never, we would never let go of that. But then also acknowledge and understand the things that you now need to emphasize more moving into the future. And then moving that with real confidence and with a real, real tilt towards execution. Because at the end of the day, tracking execution, ensuring that you're having and tying up a uh, impact to the bottom line is absolutely critical to align your investors, your peers, and of course, the rest of the organization. So when it comes to online learning, from your experience, what are a few of the biggest reported struggles from students and how can this issue be solved? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question because it really does lead to digital transformation that executives find themselves. And just like I was talking to, I think it'd be great just to provide an example of a groundbreaking product that we released last year called Sharpen. We were listening to students during the pandemic and before the pandemic. And what we saw, Amanda, was four out of five students had changed the way they study. We've never seen a marked change in the way they're studying. We also see in a time of hybrid learning, the increased feeling of isolation. With the majority of students, in fact, over nine out of 10 students regularly feeling overwhelmed in that moment of study. You know, we've all, we've all know that moving, for example, to college can be difficult, but now in colleges, this is an additional pressure to students. So we heard this from our students and we also tried to understand what were they doing? And we learned that nearly all students are going almost as a routine basis to guess what? Social media. And they're consuming content the way we all consume content. YouTube Shorts, TikTok, many other platforms, desperate to learn because they're going to school or college to learn, but consuming content in different ways. The only issue with that, Amanda, of course, is well, virtually all students realized that they couldn't trust any of the content they were seeing, and they were spending inordinate amount of hours searching for this content. With, with over 20% of students spending over six hours a week searching for this content. And so when we thought about digital transformation, we said this is a, an obligation and a privilege as McGraw-Hill to really go after and create a new business model to really help students. And what we did was introduce at the end of last year a new product called Sharpen. And what Sharpen does provides students across the world a new way to study. It provides a personalized 
study feed for students that can consistently provides them recommendations with short videos, visual chapter summaries, gamified questions. And since we launched at the end of the year, we've had students call it many things. And some students, I've had one student call it, it's as if their textbook and TikTok had a baby. And since the end of last year, we've had hundreds of thousands of students come to Sharpen to study, not because they have to, but because they want to study on Sharpen. And they've undertaken over a million activities and the momentum and the new, the new interactions that we are having with our students is something that the industry has never seen before. And so we're particularly excited about that. And, and we think that's a real re, that's, that's a real important aspect of digital transformation. Of course, you have to have the cost side and the efficiency side, but you must invest in new capabilities and new business models that align with your customers' needs. Absolutely. And that's fantastic. So in this digital age, and you brought it up earlier, AI, with the advancement of generative AI tools, how can we be certain that students are actually doing this work and learning and retaining the information? Generative AI is truly exciting, and it's truly exciting for our industry. And for us at McGraw-Hill, as part of our digital transformation, as I mentioned, we've been investing in our AI and digital capabilities for the last you know, 20 to 10 years. And, and for us, this is what makes it really exciting. So we, have the, we have now another tool at our disposal to really hypercharge the level of personalized learning that we're able to provide to our students. And so th that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a tool. It's a tool for students and it's a tool for instructors. Just like the calculator was a tool in education, just like Wikipedia is a tool for education. And in many ways, the core purpose of education is completely unchanged. But Gen AI allows us to rethink how we can continue on our path to deliver that personalized learning experiences to technology. And you already see some of that in our flagship technology. For example, um, our flagship uh, platform is called Connect in Higher Ed and Connected in K-12. And within our flagship platforms, what we have is rich simulations that allow instructors to test students and students to hone their skills in real-life situations so they can demonstrate the skills that they've learned. A good example, if you're an A&P student, you, you're able to go in and do virtual dissections of the human body. If you're a biology student, we offer virtual labs where it's graded as a student actually goes and does experiments. Or even if you're in the, quote, soft, soft subjects such as psychology, we provide, again, virtual simulations. Imagine you were having a discussion with someone and actually applying the theories that you've learned in the classroom to real life. So we've already seen this transformation move in what we've been doing over the last number of years within our flagship platforms. We absolutely think that's going to increase, and we, abso we absolutely believe that Gen AI will be a force for good for our for education now into the future. So it's actually serving as an incredible learning tool for the students. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it has the opportunity. You know, we've always been able at McGraw-Hill to provide digital education products that 
are meeting the students where they're at through personalized learning. And that has always been the, the, the focus, whether you're in K-12 classrooms and teachers, and, and teachers are very much aware that they have 20, 30 students all with different needs to higher education classrooms, even professional settings. And our current existing tools already do that. Gen AI, I, Gen AI, we believe, allows us to really hypercharge that. And it allows us to, again, take the treasure trove of content that we've built up for 130 years and to pro provide trusted responses that students can learn whenever they want to, to get the skills they need to be, to be productive citizens in our society. Last question, what do you see happening within the world of education in the next few years? It's really on that same theme, Amanda. It's what we've been doing in education and as a leader in digital education in the world at McGraw-Hill is really creating trusted learning experiences in a real personalized manner. So we can meet every single student and every single classroom where they're at at a particular time. So that focus in education in our industry will be unchanged. However, we're going to have more exciting tools to go out and make that a possibility, whether that's Gen AI, Gen AI whether that's augmented reality, whether that is um, different types of data that we're able now to provide school districts or higher education higher education institutions back to in instructors and administrators and say, this is where how we can help lots of students at a real system level. Now we're starting to get the data, we're starting to get the tools to really, really enrich and uplift education as a whole. So I think, you know, I think this is a really exciting time over the next couple of years. I think, I feel all different stakeholders in education are doing, are working tirelessly to make this happen. And it's a privilege to be in a place like McGraw-Hill where we get to do our bit to all different stakeholders in education to allow them to do what they need to do to undertake education across the world. Well, thank you for coming on our show and sharing your insights. The world of education is certainly evolving and it's neat to see how these new technologies can improve it as well. Thank you, Amanda. Wonderful talking to you today. Thank you.